All right. Welcome back to Topics of Interest with Nick and Mark, episode 16. I, as always, am your host, Nick Kerrigan. And I am your other host, Mark Murphy. And today we have a very, very special guest, Mm. Melissa Murphy, my wife. (laughs) My wife. (laughs) It's impossible not to do that. I, I saw it was a tweet or something where it was like, millennials are just trying to get married really fast so that they can all say, my wife. My wife. Oh, that was a bad one. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, let's just, you know, some light banter. So like, what's up? What's new in life? Nothing. <laughs> just back on the back on the wedding photography grind out here. Yeah, back in wedding photography. I'm a student again, which has been an adjustment Hell going yeah. back to the U. Um, yeah. Go for go for times two. Look at you. Yeah. Ooh, right. Master gopher. The what master, you master gopher. <laughs> just slightly bigger and more muscular now. Yeah. That's always great. Sorry. <laughs> Stop doing that. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. For context, we did not give her the pop filter, so <laughs> she is popping right into it. <laughs> we can just jump into the uh, tech today. Alrighty. So this week in tech, I wanted to talk about foldable smartphones, the latest craze. Mm-hmm. Yay or nay? Are we for or against foldable smartphones? Personally, before any of it, I would say nay, because I know you have a lumpy-ass screen then. It's it's impossible to get a flat, smooth surface it's with true. a foldable screen. Yeah, they said a, that. There's always a crease. Yeah. And also, uh, first thing that came in my mind when I heard foldable screen was uh, material fatigue, being an engineer. So I looked up how many times you can fold and unfold this phone, and it's only like 200,000 times, which Wait. may seem like a lot. But that's not really that much. Yeah. I think they did. So I think you're talking about the Galaxy Fold, which is the first one. And I saw like when they came out with that, they had like YouTube ads and stuff where they had a machine that was like folding and unfolding it just continually. 200,000 times. Yeah, that's how they got that number. Mm -hmm. But I think there is some math behind that number that it's like for X amount of years, on average, people look at their phone X amount of times. And so I thought 200,000 was good, was like higher than the number of times people open them. Yeah, maybe for a normal person. <laughs> but think of how much you look at your phone every day. Yeah, but it depends too because there's a front screen. So you yeah. can look at something like a quick notification. You don't need to open it. I suppose that is. Yeah. So let's just let's backtrack a little bit. So currently on the market, there's three big foldable phones. So there's a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip, which is a like, I'm going to say a hamburger fold. Mm-hmm. So it folds down the middle. And then there is the Samsung Galaxy Fold, which is a hot dog fold. So you unfold that one to a really big, like, 7-inch mini tablet size screen. So it goes from, like, a 6S type size to, like, a square. Yeah, and it's actually, like, really narrow. It's, like, narrower. When it's folded, it's narrower than your norm- normal smartphone. So the screen's, like, a 4-inch screen on the front. Oh, and weird. then you fold it open to, like, a 7-inch screen. So I, hmm. from what I... Think of the uh, June bug. Or, what, what was that? Didn't um, Hay Baylor have it? It flipped open, <laughs> and it was, like... Eight inches long, then, like the switchblade looking one. Yeah, yeah. This this one almost more reminds me of the phones we used to have. The N or uh, what was one we used to have? NV twos. The NV twos, where it folds that way and gets like a you get a bigger keyboard and stuff when you flipped it open back yeah. in the day. That yeah. phone was tight. It was tight. I had five of them. I remember. <laughs> I think I gave you mine. Eight years. Wow. Yeah, an NV two for eight years. Long time. But then there's that one. That's the the hot dog fold. So it turns into a mini tablet. And then Motorola came back with the Razer. So it looks very similar to the very famous razor. I think didn't Mel? Didn't you have one? Oh yeah, hot pink. <laughs> that makes sense. I never had one, but uh, my brother Matt had the razor two, which was definitely not as cool as the initial the razor. No, it was, it was oh, called yeah, the razor. Oh yeah, there was a razor. But this one was called the razor two. Okay. It was like hmm. blue, midnight blue, and really it was super yeah. thin. Um, but it just wasn't as cool. I just remember everyone always flipping them and closing them. You know, flipping yeah. and closing. Yeah. So what's times. the screen made up made out of? Not glass, right? No, what yeah, is it? I, I I believe on the new Z Flip they now have foldable glass, but the other ones are a foldable plastic screen. Hmm. So yeah, Which is but, why you get that wrinkle. Yeah, they're I'm still, curious what the touch experience would be with a plastic screen. And that's what actually people talk about. Like, does it doesn't feel different? And I, mm. I've heard that it's not as like like slippery. Like, there's more resistance on your finger when that's using not great a, for no, a slimy not. man like myself, <laughs> or just like anyone who uses their phone a lot. I feel like that'd be really annoying. Yeah. So those are the three that are on the market. Yeah. So yeah, four against. I, I don't see to me. So you have your normal 
phone thickness, and right. I think this is a good thickness for your pocket. And now that, imagine doubling it. That's what we finally that have how thick become they are? accustomed to. Yeah, so when you flip it, it's it's double. it's pretty it's much double. Yeah, hmm. it's like two iPhones when it's flipped closed. I don't know, it's but everyone thick. says that they kind of get you get used to it, and you kind of like the extra because for some of them, especially the the hamburger My ones that are, are folding tight enough. I I know I can't fit any more in them. I'm maxing them out as is. But now imagine that, like if you put your wallet and your phone in the pocket, it's almost like the same height as your phone used to be. Like you can maybe fit more in your pockets. I don't know. Hmm. I still don't think, especially if the, the screen is not as strong because it's not glass. Mm-hmm. I'm still not sure about that Razer or the Galaxy Z Flip. I thought I read it was like some, they finally figured out how to make foldable glass, but it's still not as strong because it has to right. bend. And does that mean you can puncture it? That seems odd. Yeah. They, you can't use, well, clearly, you can't use screen protectors on it because those don't fold. And you're not supposed to do, like, you're not supposed to, like, clean them with the cleaners because they are just fragile. Interesting. It's BS. So, I don't know. I If any if I got any of them, I could see myself getting the fold. So, then you have, like, a tablet-like experience on the inside. Mm-hmm. And then you still kind of have a normal phone on the outside. But the other ones, they don't really have an outside screen because they're just a little little squares at that point yeah so you always have to flip them to use them and mm-hmm. at that point i don't know what the point is just to save extra room in your pocket i don't know and like the thing is the the notification screen is nice and all but as somebody that if i see a notification i will open it yeah exactly so it's it kind of doesn't do anything for me yeah just and other the, than to be like oh i do have to open my phone now and on top of that i think the cheapest one is the galaxy z flip and it starts at like thirteen hundred dollars. Yeah, I was gonna say. I remember the razor. Isn't that gonna be like sixteen hundred or something like, like that? Like fifteen or sixteen. And then the Jeez. the fold is eighteen hundred or two thousand. Oh my yeah. gosh! So n- not only are they kind of weird, and I guess it's like innovation. You know, like the newest things are always kind of more expensive because. Yeah. But I, I mean, know. you never know how it's gonna pan out, though. Exactly. It's like with Google Glass that I've really caught on. No. Snapchat glasses didn't come up. I, I think the spectacles are kind of coming back. Snap spectacles. Are they? I think they are. I just thought they were more like a flex than anything. Because when they did upload to your story, the story was always kind of distorted in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think, can you use them just to capture normal video for your phone? I think you, or maybe it has to go to Snapchat, but then you can export you can them. save off your story. It is kind of cool, like having just like a press of a button, you get. Keeps you more present, which is nice. Yeah. And you know, like if you're like skateboarding or booster boarding around and you want to get some quick videos, mm-hmm. it's like point of view like it's right there i don't know kind of cool. better than pov am i right tiktok pov is all i think about. yeah we'll go with that <laughs> <laughs> um pop culture our culture our uh, recommendations yeah section. so i jumped into october faction and so did uh tyler nord next week's guest yep and um i think we both came to the same consensus that it's extremely okay not a great show by any means. The acting isn't stellar. The graphics aren't stellar. And what Netflix is doing with all these graphic novel adaptations nowadays is they do the adaptation, but then they modernize, like, all of the dialogue, and it's fucking horrendous. Oh, I see. So, like, I'm pretty sure I heard the girl say craptacular once. Oh, gosh. Yeah, so, like, it's just very cringy in how they're trying to be hip, but you can tell it wasn't rip, but written by kids. And also, like high school cruelty and how yeah so like they were picking on the very attractive wealthy kids and i'm like in what fucking universe yeah would the rich kid the wealthy good-looking athletic rich kid get picked on sure he's new but like that just usually makes you like kind of a hot commodity it is kind of true yeah so i thought that was really weird you just said there's kind of like weird high school um cliches or did or clicks what did you say it was a i mean yeah the cliches i mean cliches yeah, so, but but between the campy ass dialogue that's terrible and the kind of subpar acting, I was like meh. But then I saw this other uh, graphic novel adaptation called uh, Lock and Key, and that is fantastic. I'm like three episodes deep. Okay, very good. So it's not on this week's, but uh, I have it in my notes that that's actually one of Mary's picks. Yeah. So we won't talk about it this week, but she's and just so a graphic. Was yeah. October Faction, right? It was, mm-hmm. yeah. Hmm. Quick question. Have any of Mary's picks turned out to be good yet? Well, apparently Lock and Key mm-hmm. is okay. good. A future recommendation. Because Mark recommendation. and I watched another one. What was it, last night, the night before? night before, yeah. Which one? Can You Keep a Secret? Yeah. It was so yeah. bad. We didn't even finish it. It's supposed yeah. to be rom-com. And, like, you could maybe call it a rom. 
there's like no comedy in it whatsoever. It was just a little cringy and yeah. the story wasn't all there. It felt like things were like really like really rushing with like I don't know. Pacing yeah. was bad. Yeah, pacing, yeah. I would say. Like things were happening like the day after she broke up with her boyfriend, she's like doing all the stuff with the other guy. I'm like, yeah, maybe right. for a movie, maybe, but yeah. it doesn't seem super realistic. I think pacing's probably one of the hardest things about movie making or TV shows. Because I mean, even the outsider right now is kind of having troubles with pacing. Yeah. Yep. I feel They're like not, nothing's happened in the last two episodes. Yeah. Because I think I read somewhere that on episode six, they were already like 85% through the book. Oh. So, so they have kill time. four more freaking episodes to do 15%, just wrap it up. Because how many episodes have there been? Eight? There have been seven. Seven. So we have eight, nine, so and ten left. Yeah. left. And I was listening to OCC this morning, mm-hmm. and they were kind of trying to relate it to they, – they have the same same thought, that it's kind of moving slow, and maybe it would be justified if there was, like, another season or something where they're trying to, like, you know, pace it out that way. But there, right. there's no way there's another season, right? Like, it's a book. No. It, it's, it's a one-off it's a, that he wrote two years ago. Yeah. So then they were trying to, like, bring it back to, like, you know, Game of Thrones had some slow parts of their seasons. Right. Mm-hmm. But there's always, like, a reason for it. There's yeah. always, like, conversations that made that in the moment you didn't really think anything of. But they actually had a purpose. And it was always meant to be an epic. It was, yeah. you know, you knew how long it was going to be from the very beginning. Yep. And, like, this isn't the case. Like, yeah. so this mm. could have been. And then they were like, maybe Stephen King was like, hey, I'm writing this book. I want to guarantee 10 episodes of something. I don't know how that if that's how it works. But that was just kind of a point they made. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like, maybe that is how this stuff works. I have no idea. Do you know how involved Stephen King was, like, in the production? Like, did he have any say? Because, you know, George R. R. Martin was, like, very involved in Yeah. I guess in the, in the credits, I don't think I've ever noticed, like, him being an executive director or anything. Yeah. I think he kind of wrote the book for a TV show. I think so, too. I mean, it was written two years ago. Yeah. So, I mean, all of his stuff pretty much gets adapted at some point, but I think he kind of knew that Netflix was looking for some stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we had someone um, message us on Instagram, and they said they had read the book. Do you remember that? Did you see that? Mm-hmm. So they had read the book, and they said the book was crazy good, mm. and they were just getting into the TV show now because they probably wanted to finish the book. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a good sign. Yeah. I don't think I've ever really read a Stephen King novel. They're always so long. They're really long. Hmm. Yeah. I think, what was the one? Uh, I read Thinner. That's the one where the guy scorns the gypsy, and she says Thinner, and then he just loses weight until he... Inevitably, dies. interesting concept. Yeah, yeah is it like it's just crazy all the ideas he has because he has a ton of books. Yeah, yeah. I I read the one about the JFK assassination, and there's also a series on that with um, oh, is James that? Franco. That's right? a Stephen King one. Yeah. That's oh, his book. that was a really good show. Yeah, that show is fantastic. The did book's you, really did good. Did you watch that? Mm-mm. It's a, I think it's on Hulu. Yeah, it's a Hulu original TV show with James Franco. It's fantastic. I do like yeah. me some Franco. Yeah, and he, he's a he does a really good job in that too. Okay, so we're talking about October Faction. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I give it two and a half out of five stars. Okay. I thought you were going to say out of ten. Yeah, so did I. <laughs> no, I, I, would, I mean, it's something if, like, you need background noise, put yeah. it on. Okay. But other than that, I, you know, you don't have to pay attention. So the next one on this pop culture list we have going and was also a Mary's pick, correct? The Stranger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I watched the whole thing. I was sucked in. It was very good. Really suspenseful. I don't know, it just like screams the classic. It, it reminded me of like the Sherlock-esque suspense where you didn't know what was going to happen. But it, you knew of, something was going to happen. Full of British people. Yeah. I, just, I think it's just the way they make movies and shows. It's just different. Just yeah. It's mm-hmm. a little different. I really I really enjoy different, it. different, yeah. Um, yeah, my mom really liked that one too. She texted me about it. Yeah, so I, I would give that one a, uh, are we going out of five? Yeah, let's go out of five. I would go four, let's go Four and a half out of five. Okay, it was so really good. Yeah, I would I'm only definitely on episode watch. two, so don't you give are. me any spoilers. Okay, I yes. won't. Okay, but so far it's pretty good. The only thing I hate about it, it's like my biggest pet peeve in TV shows and cinema when like the sound varies so much. Like I feel like the scenes with dialogue oh. are super quiet, mm. and then it'll jump to like another scene, and there's music playing, and it's intense. It's a grand and super orchestra loud. thing, and you're just yeah. blowing out your ears. I know. Yeah. I feel like my thumb does not leave the volume button. I'm either turning it down or turning it up the entire yeah. time, which takes you out of it. It's yeah, it's yeah. a bummer. I watched the majority of mine in a hotel room while I was working. Alone. So, yeah, I don't know if I was monitoring the volume at all. Probably didn't really care either. Yeah. You're but, in a hotel. Yeah. All right. So I'd watch that one. And then my this is my newest recommendation to start watching for people if they have nothing and if they have HBO. It's called McMillions. Mm-hmm. It's the newest documentary on, like, 
the Monopoly scandal that happened the in the early 2000s. For that looked insane. It's really good. And it's like funny. It's like comedic almost. Mel mm-hmm. and I watched one and a half episodes last night, so I haven't watched the whole thing. But from what we've watched, and I think it, it might be only three episodes. It's like a mini mm-hmm. doc series. Because this is um, about the very first time that, that that they did the Monopoly stuff, right? I I, know, I, think I don't the, think it was the first I think the time. program started a while, like in the early, like the early, early 90s. 90s. And this, and this takes place in like the early 2000s. Yeah, 2001. Okay. Yeah. So it's just, I won't spoil anything. Yeah, but it's but I mean, about yeah. that. Yeah, it's really well done. Intrigue yeah. and mafia. Espionage, whoa. I don't know. Corporate <laughs> Actually, espionage. Well, the FBI is involved and they have like an undercover yeah. mission. That's true. That's kind of espionage, right? Wait, yeah. so I want to hear what you think. So who do you think is the bad guy? I haven't watched any of it. Okay. I just know that it happened because it had to have. Last time they did it, like, there were so many weird rules. They're like, you cannot win if you are a family member of somebody that works at McDonald's. And you're like, huh, that's weird that they would be so oddly specific. But who else would know where the pieces are? Is it a spoiler free? I don't think it is, is it? Um, I think it's just bad marketing on, on HBO's part. Maybe. Or maybe they want to keep it that way. But McDonald's isn't the bad guy. No, I know. Oh. When we first watched the preview, I thought it was like I McDonald's thought, somehow scammed. Yeah, all these that's people, what I thought but too. No, it's like these individuals that were like falsely winning. And yeah, the but, whoa, 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 whoa. oh, sorry, oh, no. I don't want to give everything away. <laughs> it's got to be somebody close to the people that did the printing, so that they would know where that these pieces would go out, and then they would hold off on a sheet or something, and they'd send it to like an aunt or you know it. My lips are sealed. Watch the show. I'm just thinking, like, if I were to try to steal from my work, that's how I'd do it. If it was McDonald's, a faceless corporation that nobody give a shit about. <laughs> so, yeah, you know. definitely watch that. Yeah. Um, but, dude, British TV really does hit different. It does. Yeah. I'm thinking about all the British shows I watch. Okay, speaking of British TV, um, Love Island's host died <gasps> this weekend, right? This weekend yeah. or last week. Do Caroline we Flack, I think she's, like, in her 30s. Flack but or Fleck? Fleck. 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 Yeah. Fleck. Yeah, I think it was by suicide. Too. Yeah, she smelled oh, really? herself. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. I was like, is it yeah. a crazy conspiracy boyfriend yeah. thing? Did she also date Harry Styles? Did anyone see that written? Mm, I didn't see that. No, but that was oh. pretty wild. I but thought the reason I saw... why she was not the host of the latest show is because she, like, the police were called to her house over, like, a domestic abuse mm, situation okay. of her, like, abusing her boyfriend. Whoa. And there was, like, a court case and a legal case. And so she, like, stepped back because she didn't want to, like, I don't think they probably would let her back, yeah. but yeah. Um, yeah, and like made a post about it and everything. So she was like open with the whole situation, but yeah, she died, I think last week, mm-hmm. which is kind of crazy. Yeah, that is insane. RIP. Yeah. It is kind of crazy that we like hardly ever see her in the show, right? Like it's like when someone knew, like the first episode, yeah. Yeah. a couple times in between or else it's like that main, I feel like the host is the guy who's the like dude. funny. Yeah, Ian, yeah, he's so funny. <laughs> I watched the Australian version of Love Island and it was It's just not the same, right? Yeah, it I mean, wasn't the same. Ian makes it. Yeah, he really hilarious. does make the British version. I he's mean aside so from funny. all the Brits being like just sloppy shitty people. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, when I was cuz my Gabe was trying to you know, he was he heard about Love Island through me and he's like, "Well, I hated the British one." I was like, "Well, the British one, it cuz he just thought it was gross." Like, oh, okay. well, yeah. I mean, they're what did you expect? Yeah, they're all trying to be influencers or just living off other people's money, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, but also the American one is pretty not exciting. They don't have they don't the stir one. up the drama. I, I got through like the first two episodes and I was like, mm. all these people are white bread. Yeah. I watched yeah. like a half an episode. Yeah. Not, but not as good. I, I think that Australia is like that perfect mix between drama and like I don't know, just being kind of crazy. Yeah. So would you rank Australia one, British two, US three? Or are you still think British is one in your mind? If Australian could have Ian, uh, it would be number one. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Good job, Ian. And also, there's so many like just nipples and butts on Australian. It's insane. I don't know that I saw any nipples. <laughs> They're out a lot. Really? Interesting. Yeah. I saw a lot of butts, but. Just saying. Okay. I'm saying I'm Jay looking Singh. for him. I'm like, oh, there he is. And I pause and, you know. <laughs> okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> uh, and on to Mary's Picks. <laughs> Nipple slips to Speaking Mary's Picks. So uh, this week's Mary's Picks is Life Itself. 
Life Itself on Amazon Prime. She watched it last night, and she texted me about it. That's how important this was to her. She said she cried her eyes out. So, if you're looking for a show to clear up those tear ducts, this is the one for you. It's like a generational love story. I will read the synopsis that is on Google or whatever. So, here we go. College, college sweethearts Will and Abby fall in love, get married, and prepare to bring their first child into the world. As their story unfolds in New York, fate links them to a group of people in Seville. Mm-hmm. Sevilla. Dang it, I knew it. Meg will be pissed. That's where she studied around. <laughs> in Sevilla, Spain, including a troubled young woman, a man and his granddaughter, a wealthy landowner, and a plantation manager. So there's quite a few like famous people in this. Olivia Wilde, Oscar Isaac, who is in the new Star Wars. Mm-hmm. He's a... Poe? Yep. And uh, Antonio Banderas himself. They got Zorro? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the dad from Spy Kids? <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Dang. What a... What a popping cast. Um, and Once Upon a Time in Mexico? Sorry, I'm not just naming just movies. Name <laughs> Go on. No, but it's a, it's a, it's a crier apparently, so okay. I don't know. She said she watched it in her room, came out to like the living room and just sobbed just her wept. eyes out. And her husband came over and he's like, what is wrong? And she's like, just this show. And he's like, I need to watch. I looked it up and rev- movie reviewers absolutely flamed this movie that's a good thing right so you look no i, I looked oh. up the rotten, i hated it i looked oh. up the rotten tomatoes it had like a 14 percent of rotten tomatoes oh my gosh but the audience score was like 83 or 86 that's pretty okay for an audience score i feel like yeah. sometimes the rotten tomatoes is kind of off for the, i typically agree with I, the ratings i feel like i agree I with at, the audience ratings. i like the audience scores yeah. more so yeah, the the critics one. I feel like they're looking for different things. They were very mean about it, <laughs> but yeah. I mean, it's it's a you got to be in the right type of mood to watch this movie. I'm I'm feeling mm-hmm. so life. It's itself, like the type of person that watches Marley and Me for fun. Yeah, I'm kind of Marley. a sadist. Same vibe. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just said I love that movie. All right, I'll excuse myself. <laughs> um, there's that movie on Netflix. We tried. Starting it with Marriage. Scarlett Johansson. Was Marriage it? Story. Marriage Story. Mm. I've heard. I'm curious if Mary. Has she watched has that. watched it. And what did she say? She didn't like it? See, she said she did like it. My other coworker said she did not like it. Hmm. I so watched the one important scene and that was about it. The, the meme, the meme scene? scene? Yeah. The crying and hitting the wall or whatever? Yeah. It's a meme. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've seen it's it. A meme. Yeah. It's a meme. It's a meme. So next time I'm in uh, the mood for crying, I'll be sure to do that. Next time I have eight bottles of wine ready to go, I will uh, watch Life Itself. And on to more cinema. This is a very cinema heavy. It yeah. is. So this is a very pop culture I, I episode. Watch, yeah, and I watch a lot mm-hmm. of movies and stuff, so I, it's most of my life. Yeah, I mean it's interesting to talk about. So, so this I got this next kind of section. So due to my flying a lot for work, yeah, I've been watching the movies on the airplane because they came out with a new round. And if you fly a lot, that's very exciting yeah. when they have a new round of movies. Because they have like a list of like 40 movies usually, yeah. right? And they are pretty stagnant for a while. Mm-hmm. After they, I mean, it takes a while to go through them. But I have three that I really liked. I think you've seen one of them. Have you seen The Joker? Uh, no, I haven't seen any of these. I just, I read synopsises and I know about them. Okay. So I'm going to start with my first one. Jojo Rabbit. Very good movie. I've heard really good things about that. Um, it is directed by Taika Waikiki. Yes, wow. he. Yep. So he. It's an. It's a hilarious dark comedy about World War II based on the book *Caging Skies*, and so it won best adapted screenplay at the Oscars this year. Mm-hmm. So, what did T? Taika. Taika. Yeah, he did. He did all the writing. He's in it too. Interesting. The character he plays is a version of hitler that is in this boy the main boy's like imagination I mean, imagination yeah mm. but it's very funny so it's in his like imagination comical. he's best friends with hitler yeah oh. because he's a little he's hitler, a little nazi little he, hitler he, youth he loves germany because he's a little german boy and he thinks that germany is the best is the shit yeah but it, the, the movie progresses yeah. and he learns things and bad it's things happen garjo in that one too yeah she is she's his mom she's the, the boy's mom dang yeah and they call him jojo rabbit but, yeah, I highly recommend this movie. Very good. Next one, The Joker. It's an interesting look into, like, the, the creation of The Joker. You know, from Gotham, Batman-esque. Mm-hmm. Darker. 
it's it was interesting. I don't I wasn't as like amped up on it as I feel like everyone else was. They're like, this is the best movie ever, and I love it. And I just thought it was a good movie. I get it. So my my coworker was like, I did not like that because it was super sad throughout. And I was like, well, yeah, it was a look at you know the Joker. He's he how, sad how somebody with like mental health issues can become neurotic through everyday life and like all this shit that happens to them and like not getting help, the correct help and all that. But also the Joker doesn't actually have a definitive origin story. So that might be the Joker. My theory is that that is the man that inspires the Joker. Oh, because the Joker canonically is about the same age as Bruce Wayne. So the Joker will be growing up seeing this guy. Yeah. Hmm. Right. Because in the movie, yeah, he's a very young boy. Okay, so. that makes sense. That was also when I was like thinking back, and I don't know how accurate like the Dark Knight and stuff are, but like in those movies, they're very much so the same age, you know? Yeah. So, and also, I don't think that movie is called The Joker. I think it's just called Joker. Joker. That's probably correct. So, he's not the definitive Joker. He's just a Joker. Ah, it's like a little, little tidbit. Yeah. You, I think you're onto something, Nick. Love me my comic books. <laughs> and the last one is the current war and current as in energy and electricity. Mm-hmm. So this is like about the quote unquote war, you know, race to electrify the U.S. And so it, it's about Edison, who's played by Benedict, Benedict Cumberbatch, and then Westinghouse. So if you, you, you know, like the Westinghouse TVs. Yeah. I think it's the same company. So they were both companies back in. 1800s or so. Makes sense. West, the guy who plays Westinghouse is the guy from Superman, the Man of Steel. The ba- Who's the main bad guy in that? You know what I'm talking about? Zod? Yes. Yeah. Same guy. Hmm. So he, he does a very good job in this. So uh, Westinghouse is trying to get AC electricity throughout the U.S. And Edison is pushing DC currents. Yeah. So And then they're trying to, like, throughout the movie, they just get different towns and stuff. But you see kind of the... I remember, like, I don't know if we learned this in school or not, but, you know, you always heard, like, Edison, like, electrified, like, an elephant to prove that AC currents were dangerous. Yeah, because it directly to the, yeah, it'll kill you. Yeah, but that's, yeah, I mean. But he and, killed the whole, he, he's saying that this big beast can die from this, so, so can you. But the same is true for any energy if you have enough current running through you. Yeah. So, it was kind of an interesting, but they, they talk about that and... It also talks about like how the electric chair was born because it was born at the same time too. Edison helped invent or create the electric chair. Makes sense since he's a rat bastard. Yeah. So it's a very, very interesting. I really enjoyed it. Um, Mr. Tesla and JP Morgan are also in the movie. It's it's weird to think of like All these companies big names, yeah. as like people at some JP point. JP Morgan is in like yeah, the bank. The bank. Yeah. Hmm. So like he's a, he helps fund um, Edison throughout uh-huh. the movie. So him, they're like, oh, Mr. Schwab, as in Charles Schwab. I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, this wow. is crazy. Like, yeah, all these people were alive. At, rubbing elbows. Yeah. I, I thought that was interesting. I like history, so it was a good history movie if you're into that kind of stuff. Played by Bandersnatch Cumberbund. <laughs> cool. <laughs> good to know. Cumberbund. So, so one segment that we're going to start is uh, Hot Takes with Robbie. Uh, so Robbie's just going to send in a hot take because he's full of them. That yeah. guy is chock full of hot takes. Holy shit. Does he like to be uh, polarizing usually? <laughs> I, I don't know if we want to call it just hot takes or like in the kitchen with Robbie. Because, you know, if you can't take the heat, you got to get out. Get out of the kitchen. So this this was one that we, we wanted to start not too hot. But uh, basically he said that it's BS that fit shaming like is a thing. Let's Let's put it this way. So fit shaming is bad so for example adele and jonah hill right are two larger or were, were famous people that have lost weight and people have given them crap for it because a jonah hill you're not as funny when you're thin adele how mm. could you lose weight you are our icon kind of right and i think this also just happened with uh that one the bigger girl from uh pitch perfect rebel yeah rebel wilson yeah. rebel wilson she's losing weight too and like people were really pissed off about it but um I get the whole love your body thing. I get that. That's great. Love yourself. Yes. But why love killing yourself? Keeping up with unhealthy uh, tendencies and habits 
is mm. not loving yourself. That's destructive to you. And then putting a sticker on and saying, this is self-love. Like I ate a whole pan of brownies. Ha ha. Love me. Yeah. I just think it's so weird that like people are angry at someone for bettering themselves. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, like, I, I think that's, that's what you got to, that, that's the right mindset is to accept yourself as you are, but also want more for yourself. Yeah. If, if they want to do something, they can do something. I don't think it's, it's anyone, it's not their fan's opinion or, you know, oh, fans don't want me to lose weight. I'm not going to lose weight. No, I mean, you're going to better yourself. And I mean, physical fitness helps your body, your mind, your, your I don't know, your. Yeah. And I think the one thing that I think uh, bigger people might not like about it is that they are then losing a representative kind of of their oh, community. I get that. Yeah. In, which I, I can see why they you know think that, but at what point do you, yeah. you, you, you cheer someone on versus trying to down, make be a downer about certain situations. I don't know. Right. I'm, I'm going to agree. I'm in agreement with this hot take of Robbie's for the week. Yeah. I do think fit shaming is baloney. Mel, your thoughts? You've been yeah. a little quiet over here. No, I agree. You can disagree if you want to. No, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I just think like somebody's body is nobody else's business. Mm-hmm. And I don't think people have the right to be commenting on it. I mean, there's so many issues in society of people having eating disorders or binging or anything. And I feel like, I don't know, that's nobody's business but somebody's. And we should be celebrating People that look different, you know, every day, but I think like making fun of somebody or telling them they're less funny because they got healthy is like absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I agree. It has no, your talents in, you know, comedy, singing, it has no merit based on your right. weight. It's And mm-hmm. then, it, you know, it comes down to like the appearance thing over everything. You know what I mean? I just think these people have a lot more to offer than just like what they represent as like a physical attribute. I don't know. Yeah. Then just like, oh, I'm a fat comic. Like, come on. Yeah. You're, you're a comic and you just happen to be bigger. Well, that's kind of like what we were talking about with Billie Eilish and that she like chooses to wear baggy clothes and things that don't like reveal her body because she doesn't want to be sexualized, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like what if one day she started wearing tight clothes? You know, would people celebrate that or would they – I don't know. It's just – Well, and I saw what? one – like it, it happened once where she was you know seen in not baggy clothes – Mm-hmm. And instantly the comments were like sexualizing her. And she's like, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Someone yeah. found this picture of me walking through a crowd and like my button up shirt showed something for a hot second. And yeah. the comments were just full of sexualizing my body. Yeah. Right. So. I mean, I think what she's doing is like really powerful. And then you, I think we talked about this, but yeah. like compare that to the halftime show at the Super Bowl, you know, of two women who are in like very scantily clad clothing on stage and being sexualized for that. You know what I mean? And but also shamed for that. Yeah. Yeah. It's Both like ends, they yeah. worked hard for that body. Fuck it. Why not just let them do what they want to do? Yeah. Like, oh, you're a mother. You shouldn't be doing that. Why not? Yeah. I think it just Who goes cares? back to like your body is your own like canvas. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can do what you want with it and show it how you want. And I just don't think it's anybody's business. You know? Mm-hmm. I would agree. Next on the docket, we got uh, – so this was something I thought of at work because uh, I was just talking with a co-worker and I was like yeah I mean you can't swing a dead cat without hitting blah, like a indiscrepancy and blah blah and he's like what did you just say <laughs> I'm like you can't swing a dead cat and he's like yeah why would you say that it's a that's a saying people have said that and he goes no nobody has said that I didn't make this up I swear yeah <laughs> so it just made me uh think like is there any other sayings that you maybe have said that people are like what well I think when I first met Mel's mom yeah. Something she would say, and you have that on here is, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Right. And I always had that one incorrect growing up until I was like 22. I thought it was you don't knock a gift horse in the mouth. And I was like, who the hell is getting gifted horses and then punching them in their face? <laughs> That's messed up. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, looking gift horses in them. I looked up what it meant afterwards. Can but you explain it again? I still don't really I, get what it means. You know, Mel's mom would always try to explain it. And I was like, it kind of makes sense. You but don't then look I, a gift horse in the mouth means you don't look at the the general health of the horse. You don't look because the, oh, health, like the ch- teeth, oh. the teeth is how you can generally tell how healthy a horse is by its teeth. Right. So if someone gifts you a horse, you're not going to be like, oh, this is an unhealthy horse. I don't want it. You're oh, like, thank gosh. you for the horse. Okay. Yeah. I have 
to this day. I was today years old when I realized that that's what it meant. I thought it meant like a horse that's gifting you something. So I'm picturing like oh, like a unicorn, like a or horse <laughs> up on back legs <laughs> yes. giving you a present with like a present and a bow. Yeah, like don't look. The gift horse, the horse that's gifting you something in the mouth. He's self-conscious about his mouth. You don't. Oh look my gosh! At okay, that makes so much more sense now <laughs> that you say like a horse that is a present. Yeah. Don't. Okay. Don't yeah. put a price on it. I really, I really hope it. Mel's mom listens to this. She's like, I've been trying to tell you guys <laughs> for three years. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> another another thing uh, I had wrong for freaking ever. It seemed like. Uh, well, I, this was like when I was a child. I, apparently, I said this to my mom a lot. Just uh, you don't judge a man before you read his books. <laughs> you don't really know a man until you read his books. So you yeah. can't judge him before you read those until books. Until you read that guy's books, you don't know who he is. Yeah. So, so instead of don't judge a book by its cover, you brought a man in in his library. And his entire library, <laughs> which I then now apparently had to read to know him. But yeah, so I, those, yeah, those are just my little weird ones. I definitely judge a book by its cover. Always. I think that, yeah, I mean, that's just really? kind of part of life. Oh, yeah. You don't mean to, but it's kind of inherent. Are you talking about real books? Or are I'm you talking, talking about, about... No, I'm talking about real books here. <laughs> talking about life. I know. <laughs> and I, think, I was like, I think we're talking about two different things here. <laughs> Mel's legit talking about books. Uh, yeah. Like bookstagram life. We'll plug yeah. it at Shameless the plug at murphys.books. Yeah. I mean, Give her you a get follow. To. You're, on the, you're on the pod. <laughs> there it is. Sweet. You might get 30 follows from... Uh, well, actually, a lot of our friends already follow you. Yeah. Murphys.books, Instagram. Whenever people do ask for book recommendations, I drop your app in oh, their that's sweet. Uh, thing. Look so. at us. We have our bookstagram, our beerstagram. Mark, what's yours? Just my personal. Fortniteistagram. Yeah. I'll plug the podcast Instagram. There you Be- go. Beer, <laughs> books, pod. Break. Isn't oh it funny how like those things you just don't know the origins from? Mm-hmm. And also, a lot of times we just don't know the full saying. Like, jack of all trades. Did you know there's a second half to that? Mm-mm. A jack of all trades, but a master of none. Oh, mm. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's it's kind of a it's kind of a put down. Yeah, it means you're saying you're kind okay of at, at everything, but not great at anything. Hmm. And then, uh, what is it? Blood of the something is stronger than the water of the womb. No, blood, idea. blood is thicker than water. I've heard that. Yeah. So that that's that's, a, like that's an abbreviation. That's like family of, is oh. Well, no, it's saying that like people that you go through experiences from is like the, More important the than bonds, a fresh baby. The bonds you make with people uh, can sometimes be strong. Like you don't have to put your family before other people just because they're your family. Blood is thought, thicker than water. I thought it was saying the opposite. Yeah, I thought like, family is stronger, thicker than water. No, because it's water of the womb. It's see, but I, don't, I feel like people who say blood is thicker than water, they're just wrong. Blood is thicker than water. Relationships and loyalty within a family are strongest and most important. Hmm. Blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. So it's oh. a Bible verse? Yeah. Interesting. So click that little drop down. Oh, I think that is saying like your relationship with God comes before your relationship with your family, right? That's fucking metal. Yeah. Yeah, I think that is <laughs> what it's what saying. saying. Blood but of then the covenant. that's interesting. Blood that is thicker have... than water. Like that changes it totally. Mm-hmm. Like, because then I think blood is family, water is friends, acquaintances, whatever, yeah. Yeah. But it's the exact opposite. But it's the water of the womb. Interesting. Yeah, really, the more you know. Shooting star and everything. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's all I had for uh, my my crazy miscellaneous. miscellaneous. That's a good one. Thank you. I like these random little chats. I just love my idioms. I think they're called idioms. Yeah, you idiom. You idiom. (laughs) Do you want to do the the outsider deep dive? I want to dive into the deepest end of the outsider. Let's get into it. So we now have two yeah, we're, episodes we're, to cover. We're back two weeks. Right. So in the two weeks ago episode, yeah. our lady detective has been kidnapped. Which did you guys know? She's like in real life, like a Broadway yeah. singer. She's one like Tony's and she's an uh, a record-winning artist. And she's a fantastic actress. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Really good. She's great. She does, like, the awkward, like, kind of outcast thing mm-hmm. really well. Yeah. I mean, she's the type of actress that you, like, can't tell she's acting. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, there are certain people where you, like, sense that they're taking on a new character or persona. But I, like, totally believe that, like, that's her as a person. I think she's so good in that role. I'm sure she's great in others. She's but. also Harriet Tubman in the new Harriet Tubman movie. Oh, is she? Yeah, that's her. That'll be good. Well, the yeah. one, what's it called? Isn't it called Harriet? Yeah. Okay. 
I would have called it Tubbin, but whatever. <laughs> Tubbin. 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 Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, yeah, so she just got kidnapped by the homie because he's like, I'm going to show you this. Uh, I'm gonna sh- I'll, I'll bring you out to the to barn. The barn. Oh, wait, 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 wait. This is the most recent one. Well, that was no, the end of the two weeks ago. That was ago. the end of the two weeks ago, yeah. That's how it ended. And then so we, But we still need to talk about the two weeks ago one. Uh, yeah, I don't even remember what happened in that yeah. one. Yeah. See, I, that's I, the thing. That, the that's last when she two told, episodes. That's when she told the story and he was listening in the background. And he was, like, trying to find out more about El Coco because he's like, yes. how the hell do I get this rash off my neck? Or is he doing El Coco's bidding and listening in to see if he can, like, infiltrate into this somehow? Well, do you remember he'd get the weird, like, lines on his hand, like, in blood or whatever? And it was, like, stop, stop her, her. Yeah. yeah, or, like, on the wall in blood. Like, that's El Coco, Coco. right? Well, yeah, because he, he started getting mouthy and then El Coco, like, took the form of his mother yeah. and oh, yeah, just that was kicked the living really shit out of him. Yep. That was st- so that strange. was, the, yes, now we're in the right episode. Yeah. Yes. I just still don't understand, like, what El Coco is. Like, is it some sort of, like, spiritual presence? Well, we talked about this, I think we talked about it in the last episode of the podcast. It's like the devil. Yeah. Well, yeah, but, like, what is it? He's, a, is he's it kind like of a, a shapeshifter. Yeah. But he feeds off of emotions. Yeah. So are you saying like what is he if he's not if he hasn't like if I were someone? to look at El Coco in the face like is he visible or is he yeah. like he's the some... melty face man he's that's what he looks he's like tangible. in between mm. he's he's an immortal okay to a, to a I just, point like how did he shape shift into his mom then because his mom was dead so that means she was in the ground he probably dug her up and took in some of her DNA I or don't, something I don't well she's not physically there remember because it shows him just getting hit by nothing yeah that's why I'm confused so it's just like, like what El Coco is also he was just in his head. But he still got physically beat up. Right. So it's like a weird in between, like a force. Yeah. Some fight Parallel universe mm-hmm. thing. I don't know. And I did want to clear one thing from our last episode. We were kind of confused about the infection bumpy neck versus scratchy. Right. And so you were, I think you had the correct assumption where it is like one scratch person. Yeah. And they get a bumpy neck helper. Yeah. So that's how this bidding. works. Yes. So current our current scratchy for. 99.9% sure it's the uh, strip, strip club owner script. or manager guy. And then Bumpy Neck is, I think his name is Jack. The cop, Detective yeah. Jack. But yeah, so I mean, we, we left off the two episodes ago of them driving. She's mm-hmm. like, oh no, I forgot something back at the place. And he's like, nah, let's keep on forging ahead. Let's let's go to the uh, barn. Yeah, so that's kind of creepy. Yeah. And you kind of thought that yeah. maybe she was going to end up killing him somehow and everyone assuming... That you're a murderer because this guy's person, normal. Yeah. Like, you're kooky in the head because you think Coco is everywhere or something. So it, it's it's getting annoying how that one guy just refuses to believe. Um, you're talking about the, the main, the, the main, main guy. yeah. yeah. I think his wife even says that. Like, you're getting in the way. Yeah, I love the wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. like that main cop guy's wife. She's awesome. I love our uh, main cop guy. I know Jack's name. That's about it. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, she's good, yeah, and everyone. Crap. I listened to another podcast, and they're like, there's so much evidence to, to point towards a real weird thing happening that mm-hmm. you can't really ignore it anymore. And that's kind of a frustrating part of the show is that they're still he's still ignoring it. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, they're they're trying to stay in everyday rules. So, and I mean, also the – Because if Jason somebody told Basin. you that some entity yeah. was killing your family, I mean, that would be pretty hard to believe. But at this yeah. point, don't you think we kind of moved to a new reality where this thing's actually real? Yeah, but I think he feels some sort of – this main cop guy, what's his name? We don't know. Okay. No idea. He, f- <laughs> he feels some sort of ownership over like Jason Bateman's death, mm-hmm. you know? And I feel like sure. he. And like coming up with a tangible, yeah, real reason to why. To give his wife yeah, about like what is happening happened, here. And yeah. that's why, that's why I think he's having a hard time. Like I get that. Grasping this whole, I don't know, spiritual cocoa thing. So yeah, she gets away. Yeah. Coming so up with some lady problems. Kind of a genius. I mean, dudes, dudes usually get weird around, uh. Yeah, but also, do you think that he let her go to the bathroom knowing she would try to escape? Because, like, he I don't think he's actually evil, you know? Like, he just wants this to be done. So he... Right. What I don't, do you think? I think it was solely, like, oh, my gosh, period, blood. You I need so? to let her go. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I feel like he's... I think he, he definitely is set on killing her, but I don't think he thought that she would get away. Yeah. Because hmm. he knew he could run her down if he needed to. So I mean the, and he the way think she he escaped, had the keys too. Yeah. Yeah. The way that she and he escaped. And took her phone and all perfect. that. So. Yeah, so she crashes through the back window with the top of the toilet. He hears he that, runs. runs around the back, 
She goes out the main door of the bathroom, hops in the car, has a spare key, and gets out of there. One thing I didn't understand at the very end. So, yeah, and then the strip club owner quits and everything. And you're like, oh, why is that? Um, And then he just leaves. Do you think he's being called or something? Like he's now taken his form and is now under the control of? Well, see, that's the thing. The the scratch people, I don't think. Oh, yeah, they don't really know. They don't know. I think he just thought it was time to move on. I think it's just sheer luck on El Coco's part. That he's moving to a new city? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I'm curious, like, what day frame this is at because she discovers that this Coco character guy kills like every 27 days. So I'm curious so where like wondering what day it is. We're at like is yeah. it day 21 or whatever? Like that'd be interesting to kind of track that. It's a good point. Yeah. So when the manager of the strip club quits and leaves, we see the GBI officer in the parking lot mm-hmm. start to follow him. So I think we're gonna finally, hopefully, get some like validation on something weird happening like either either he's gonna see two of the right manager guy or he's gonna see him do really weird stuff like i don't know collect more lamps in the woods or something or yeah that's a weird plot hole i feel like i still don't get yeah, what that's for. you thought maybe he was like obsessed with technology or something well i think uh, no Coco. i just thought he probably got like uh accustomed to having technology so he just he wanted so to then when he had to hide in the woods he's like well this sucks sleeping yeah. on rocks and shit there's no mm. lights out here I can, but, but I mean, where's he getting electricity? I don't know. Yeah. Generators? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We also, I feel like the first three episodes, they showed El Coco, like this hooded guy, quite mm-hmm. a bit, like in the background, you know, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was in all, every we weird not scene that happened. seen him since, well, so I'm. Well, I think, I right? think he is a person now, and that's why they haven't shown him. Well, yeah, but he was a person then. He just had a hood on. Because it was after. But remember, like, he was droopy face at that point. But didn't we see him when, uh, we saw him when Jason Bateman got shot, right? Yeah, he was he's outside he the was courthouse. There. Yeah. So, oh wait, but that was real Jason Bateman, not. Yeah. Well, then that's weird that the drawings they were comparing to the strip club owner. Like, do you remember that? Because he was like changing form, and he was starting to look like the strip club owner. Oh. So I think we're getting close to the twenty-seven days. So because he's of changing that. back into this guy. Okay, right. interesting. Because he's he's changing out of Jason Bateman. He was full on droopy, and then he could start mm. going back into another. Person. I feel like something big has to happen this next episode. There's been You'd like hope, right? Two episodes of nothing. Yeah, I would agree. I think we'll this see. this episode's where they're really going to pick it up. The main action is going to be the second to last, and then the uh, the, the killing is going to be the last episode plus the fallout from everything. Hmm. Just looking at movie structure. Um, but, okay, so she had that weird uh, – Did she? was that like a dream? Oh, at the, at the end of the episode? Yeah. Where she that he got her and, and killed her. Killed her. Yeah. Do we think it's like a weird like? Did that? Because that made me happen? question the entire episode, and I was like, Oh, like was the whole thing a dream? Yeah. Was was her getting away a dream? But then it like didn't make sense for the cops finding the phone. To so, me, it seemed like a weird like post traumatic stress thing. Like she, uh, she could have been killed. That could have been an alternate ending to right. the the day's events. That's kind yeah. of what I took from it. And then El Coco is targeting her now. He might be trying to get in her head because he did the whole crashing of the bus thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then that was her, weird. That was strange. So, hmm. All right. I think uh, Coco might be fucking with her. Yeah. I think the only other thing of the only other the only other eventful thing that happened really was that Jason Bateman's wife was like, "I'm gonna sue everyone." Mm-hmm. That was kind of another main plot point. So I guess we'll see what happens with that. Like yeah. If there's I don't know. She's just. Well, she has every right to honestly. Yeah, but she was really weird during the. Realtor showing, you know, like that she could. Yeah, I don't know. That wasn't very. But I mean, she just seems like super paranoid at that point. Just like everyone's like, watching me. It, I mean, everyone it, is watching her. Yeah, it's like, one of those things in your head. School, like I would. She's immediately recognizable. Her husband is one of the most notorious possible possible ch- child killers in the past how many years? I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think if you're like strapped for cash, you're gonna like. I need to do really well at my job so that my family doesn't go hungry and I realize this is a TV show. And I feel like for her it's like revenge. She's still pissed that her husband died obviously. Well and that's and how she's those people is gonna get the money for her kids and all that. She's gonna yeah. sue the living shit out of everyone Involved, and then just live yeah. off that. Yeah. I mean hmm. I I kinda get where she's coming from. Oh I do too. But I thought the realtor scene was a little strange. Yeah. I'm just curious how that will loop itself back around and like how that plot line will because you know. there's three episodes. Like, right. what do they do with it? Like, do they yeah, show she got court the money. cases or something? Yeah, <laughs> she's going to sue everybody. She's going to get her money. She's also going to get closure that it is Al Coco. Boopy. 
Is it Coco or Cuckoo? I thought it was either Coco or Cuckoo. El Cuco. Oh, it's definitely El Cuco. I think Cuco, probably. Yeah. <laughs> We're Cuco for Cocoa Puffs. Yeah. <laughs> I like Coco, though. Yeah. Coco Chanel? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh, dang. <laughs> mm. was, was Coco Chanel a face-shifting monster? Mm-hmm. Debatably. <laughs> Debatably. I don't know. Okay, well, I mean, with that, I, I got nothing more, so... um. That's Wait, what up. about Love Corner with Nick? In a love corner with me. Are there any updates? We heard I got you had stood a... up on a date. No. Aww. Yeah. What? It was great. The Tuesday one? Yeah. Just you text her and she's like, Yeah. Nothing? Or did she say, I'm not coming? Text her early in the day. She said, Yeah, I'm excited for it. And I said, Dope. And then an hour before, I said, We're still on, right? No text. Ten minutes before, I said, all right, I'm almost there. No text. Then about 30 minutes after, I was like, all right, I know you're not coming, but I got spinach dip, so <laughs> fuck you. Uh, that's so sucky. And then the I heck? just blocked her and everything. So. And you'd previously known her, right? Yeah. You had gone on another date a couple yeah. months ago? Very strange to me. I do not understand women except kind of Mel. <laughs> nice save. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, Such is life but you had a nice valentine's day tell us about your romantic dinner oh shit yeah me <laughs> your, uh your romantic three-way <laughs> three-way mark no, whoa homie, homie josh was there too <laughs> okay so yeah it was so four way <laughs> me, me josh gabe and his wife Teresa. that's fun. dinner not yeah because then we went to uh sushi right go yeah we went to sushi and then we went to the gopher bar in saint paul bar? called gopher bar it's ah, a shitty dive bar it's never been they have uh hot dogs and beer so Fun. we had hot dogs and beer. Nice. That sounds nice. Yeah. And, and then sushi. after that, I went out to a club to meet some other homies. Had a good time? Sweet. Yeah. I was up till 4.30 a.m. and then I went home and crashed. Nice. Was that the concert night or was that the next night? That was next night. 4.30 and then it was Excision, yeah, which was sick. I'm not a huge EDM guy. I'm not either. But Excision was mind-blowing. Huh. It was so dope. Definitely... Look up videos of Excision if you're not into, like, going into the crowds. You were showing me some crazy laser shows. Yeah. It's awesome. So I think I'm going to try to go to, like, Glitch Mob next, and uh, we'll see. Might just become a rave guy, you know, enter that stage in life at 25. Perfect time. <laughs> Perfect time. I hear that's where you meet the best women yeah. at raves. <laughs> got to, I just got to get one of the burnt out ones that I've been doing it for, like, two years. And she's like, I'm just so sick of drugs. On the, on the tail end of her uh, yeah. rave. There you go. Yeah. You can usually see in their eyes. Like, I don't give a shit about this. And you're like, nice. All right. <laughs> and with that, I think we'll end today's app. So, yeah. Uh, like us. Uh, give us five stars on Spotify. Apple Podcasts. Give us that rating. Share with your friends. That's the best way to spread the word about the pod. Give us a follow on our podcast Instagram. Topics of pod. Topics of interest pod. Topics of interest pod with periods in between them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, as always, stay frosty. Stay frosty. Stay frosty. <laughs> Water. Earth. Fire. Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> <laughs>